welcome to great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And right now, it's Paul Moore with Herman Eamon. And Herman, i got to ask you a question. I was recently at a wedding, and there are those people that you see at weddings, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Weddings, funerals, and occasionally in distant and unexpected places. And most recently, because we've been talking about the judgments, and you have said more than once that judgments are common denominator in all relationships. They just look different for everyone. Right, they sure do. Well, the wedding before this that I was at, there was this couple, this man and this woman, and they're just drop-dead gorgeous. They look like they came off the front cover of People or something, right? Mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. they looked good together. Right. They appeared to function well together, but that's on the outside, doesn't account for the inside. I find out, pulling the string this wedding, they're no longer a couple, and it turns out that he's intimidated or was intimidated by her success and ended the relationship, quote unquote, saying, I will never be as successful as you, and therefore, I will always feel in minus. Wow, that uh, that sounds somewhat familiar for a variety of situations. Let's talk about that right after we pray. Lord, thank you so much for your grace. Thank you so much that you have clearly defined the judgments that you have put on both men and women and clearly defined how we can remove those from our lives. In your precious name, amen. Amen. So two questions immediately come racing out of this. I'm sorry. Uh And Father, forgive me. I don't know if I was present for all the prayer. I just... Is that the judgments going on? Is that selfishness? Is that insecurity? Is it her judgments, his judgments? Help. Yeah, it's it's tough to know just by that part of the story. You'd actually have to talk to them to see what all the details were going on. But it's, it's very likely, I can sit here and speculate, that the uh, woman is trying to be successful primarily from the viewpoint that she wants to feel safe and secure. That's one of the key drives of the uh, judgment on women. They are ending up not seeing themselves as safe, not seeing that the children are safe because they are there to try to protect that. And so they try to drive the relationship with the husband to be a certain way so that they can feel safe. Okay. I'm a little ashamed to admit. So we were joking at the reception. So what am I supposed to do? Be looking for a woman who's guaranteed not to be as successful as I will? (laughs) I mean, that makes things kind of limited and who can predict the future? And what about those women, you know, who are heads of companies and stuff? Yeah, and I think that that is all the issues that are showing up in so many relationships nowadays. When you have a woman that's highly successful in her in her role in business and everything else, it's very it'd be very interesting to talk to the husband in that type of situation to see how he is dealing with that. Some will not deal with it very well, just like this man did not deal with it very well, feeling threatened and therefore not seeing himself as the leader in spite of the fact that he could be a leader and he could still be responsible responsible for the family in spite of her being so successful in work. Uh, So I can't tell you that it's really driven by the judgments. It probably is. It's hard to rule the judgments out of any relationship problem. But I'm thinking this is more common than we might want to think, where the women are more successful or apparently more stable than the men. There is a high likelihood of that based on some of the research that I've, I've heard about here recently, talking about a lot of small businesses. The women are being more successful than men at this point in time. They're more optimistic about it. So there, there are some things like that that would be showing up. So what does God have to say to me? Well, the issue for us, to put, just a quick review to make sure that everybody knows, the woman's judgment is focused on pain with her children, pain with the husband, 
in two specific ways with a husband that she wants to control him and yet he's going to be abusing her. That is what Genesis 3.16 talks to us about. All three of those elements of that judgment are based on relationships. Now why is that judgment focused on relationships? Because that's how a woman is designed. She's designed to be relational and therefore the Lord created a judgment that is aimed directly at the way she was designed. Now just think about that. That's a perfect way to judge something. Okay, but men were designed to keep and tend the garden. That's right. But yet our friend here at this wedding reception is reporting that he's abdicated what God's asking him to do. It seems like he is abdicating or he feels that, you know, again, we're just speculating. That's 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 okay. really bad. You can't know. know what I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we can't know. But the way that you're talking about it, he was feeling, as you said, threatened and did not feel like he could provide for her as well as she could provide for himself. And that goes directly against a man's design. He's designed to provide, protect, and preserve. And if he's feeling threatened in that regard, you know, it makes sense that he'd decide to get out of that relationship. So that may be a bad transition, but let me transition into the man's judgment, because that's that's a, a place that we do want to go and do, do want to be talking okay, about. Before we go there, can I ask just sure. one more little question, sure. please? So what if they can figure out a balance in this? Aren't we supposed to have mutually beneficial relationships? Oh, you bring up that great word mutual again, don't you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, there is uh, so much harm, I do believe, that mutual creates from one aspect alone. And you can go back and listen to the early radio show talking about how mutuality cripples relationships. But if we are focused on mutual, we end up focusing on the responsibility of the other person rather than my own responsibility most of the time. That's the how that works. The other person to me my needs. That's so, right. Hey, I got a chance for a sugar mama. Come on, this is mutually beneficial. It, it, it would appear to be mutually beneficial, but that's where reverse sex role marriages end up hurting both both sides of the equation. If a woman is in charge in that type of a picture, she at some point is going to have a mindset of, why am I having to make all the decisions? I would like to have somebody take care of me. Why am I having to take care of him? That's the type of statement that would end up coming out of her mouth at some point. Because ultimately, that's the way she's designed. Exactly. And truth like oil will rise to the surface. That's right. And so the guy goes into the relationship, oh, she's powerful. She's she's making all this money. I'll just be a stay-at-home dad, or I'll just take care of these other things. At some point, his design is going to start showing up and going, why am I second rate in this deal? Why am I not being allowed to make more decisions? All those type of questions will start showing up in his mind, and he will therefore or be like, well, I want some freedom. I want to be more in charge and have my decisions uh, be part of the dynamic of this relationship also. What if I find myself in that scenario? I'm hearing you now. What do I do? What's next? It's always go into and operate as closely as you can to your designs, number one, and as closely as to what God is asking of a man and woman, number two. Your design and your development 
most often they're offsetting each other. Your development too often in the way that the world has created men and women or developing men and women is in the opposite side of the way that they are actually designed. For a man, he's designed to work, be active, to be leading, providing, preserving, and the world is trying to tell him just be relational. Just just be this uh, person that is just relating. Don't use your testosterone at all and doing the opposite with women. So it creates all sorts of problems. Okay, if I'm hearing this for the first time, you want me to go to the website, greatrelationships.com, grnumeralrelationships.com. What chapter do I start in? The designs would be in chapter two. The issues about real men and real women in chapter three and we're now in chapter four about the judgments how all of that's being messed up holy cow so i've got four chapters worth of homework to do so i just (laughs) need to stay stay tuned thank you herman and before we go i want to invite you to drop us a line at great relationships p.o box 51836 that's post office box 51836 midland texas 79710 Great relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. And we'll be back right after this. Again, the website is greatrelationships.com, grnumeralatrelationships.com. Definitions for Great Relationship God's Complementary Designs Men and women are created equal in value, but different in design and role. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down. www.gsot.edu gsot.edu or call 877-476-8674 877-476-8674 Now get going! And we're back. You're listening to Great Relationships. That website, again, if you want to go back and check out any of the early material or the first three chapters to get us to where we are, is Great Relationships, GR8Relationships.com. Herman, before the break, we were arduously trying to talk about his judgment. Right. That's right. We were trying to get there. We were talking about her judgment more than his judgment from all that view. I'm but, not procrastinating, really. Yeah, that's not. right. Yeah, that's... Uh, we're 
we're, we're definitely not wanting to go into this pain that's being talked about here in this in man's judgment. Let's go to Genesis 3, 17 through 19 to read his judgment. In uh, verse 17, it says, Then to Adam he said, meaning God said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake, and toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles that shall bring forth for you, you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taking, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Wow, a lot of important issues related to uh, the judgment on you and I as men. What's so interesting is you look at that, there's some real key elements that we want to focus in on. One, the reason for the judgment, mentioned in 17, heeding the voice of his wife. Heeding the voice of his wife. Very interesting. We'll talk about that in more detail a little bit. Why? Because I'm hearing God saying, don't listen to your wife. I'm in on that. <laughs> that's how most men will want to take that. And it's wrong. Don't, don't, don't take it that way, please. Uh, the second issue is the ground is cursed, requiring toil in order to eat. Great implication. Wouldn't that have been awesome to be living in the Garden of Eden and you can plant a seed and no weeds would have grown and it would just have it just sprouted and blossomed and been great because the ground wasn't cursed. The ground was cursed after sin, and it was cursed primarily related to the way that Adam was going to be interacting with the ground. And this ground now would be growing thorns and thistles, and he'll be eating the herbs of the field, and it's going to require toil and sweat, but all because the ground was cursed. The judgments, Genesis yeah, 3, right? right? are against our design. Women are designed to be relational, so the judgments are against all her relationships. Right. We were designed to work, and judgment is against our design. Right. Work. Right. Okay. So now I'm tracking with all this terrible stuff happening with the ground, because I'm supposed to get my significance from work, or at least I try to. Well, that's what too often happens, and those are, that's the reason why if you pay attention to these key elements, the reason for the judgment, the ground getting cursed, and then the ground is going to take us back as dust, if you look at those key elements, you can see that there is a theme running through all three of those elements. You have the ground, the toil, the thorns, the thistles, the eating requires sweat. The theme, therefore, is work providing or activity in the largest frame. Now, that is very similar to what we saw with the woman. It was all about relationships, right? That right. You just got through telling us Well, this. I'm sorry, but sometimes I can't see the forest for the trees, and I'm yeah. trying to be sure that I'm getting the forest. All yeah. Right. So what's so interesting, the ground gets cursed, so... The very work and the very activity that a man is designed to do is becoming painful and unfulfilling, just like the relationships that a woman is designed to have are now becoming painful and unfulfilling. God is so perfect that he institutes exactly the right thing at the right time. That's what's so amazing here. <laughs> and so work, very important for us to understand. Work is not the curse. Work is not the curse. Wait a minute. We all speak that it is. We all seem to act like it is. And because work 
requires us to come back and redo it. That's the the issue related to the judgment. The judgment is now saying, if you plant a seed, you're going to have to pull the thorns and thistles. You're going to have to work at it because the ground is working against you now. So it's not that your work is actually the curse. It's the fact that you have to redo it and have to constantly come back and make adjustments. That's what the issue is. Because a man is designed to work, he worked before Genesis 3, 17 through 19. Work was occurring in the Garden of Eden before the judgment. So work is not the curse. It's what happens now that we do work. It's just no longer fulfilling. That's the issue related to the judgment, just like the relationships for a woman are not going to be fulfilling in just being able to relate to somebody. There's a lot of work that's going to be going on with that relationship now. The same is true for man. His work is not going to be as fulfilling because of the judgment. And maybe this is wrong, and if it is, just bounce me out. But why do I see, especially in Western modern culture, women are mimicking men by trying to focus in on work for satisfaction rather than relationships. That's their design. I think that's a very astute uh, uh, perception. I think a lot of this is more driven because men aren't providing, protecting, and preserving women, which is a man's way of participating in the woman's judgment in addition to his own judgment. If you remember, the third element of the woman's judgment was that a man was going to rule over her and he was going to, therefore, be the person that was so-called in charge. Now that word rule means to use and abuse. It's not just establishing his authority. It means to use and abuse also. So not really ruling, which you tend to think in a good sense, but you mean dominate. Dominate. That's right. Abuse. That's a better way to think about that that uh, word being used there. So women are going out and doing lots of work. Women are aspiring to become more like men, I guess you could say, in many regards. Many, many women are doing just that. Why? Because a man is not taking care of them, number one, and a, and a woman is being abused, number two. All of this history of the way women have been treated is very very directly aimed right back at the judgments here. It's all tied in together. You do have the judgments, you do have the designs, and you do have development. The issue for the designs, if a woman in a family is not being treated in a safe way, protected, provided, and preserved, so to speak, and using those three Ps, the family system is going to start seeing men in a specific way, and therefore the women in that family system are going to be going, you, you can't trust a man to take care of you, you're going to have to take care of yourself. That's the message that a woman in that system will be giving. And we've we've uh, gone through and have some interesting things in that uh, along the line of those genograms in the Great Relationships material, chapter six, if I remember correctly. But we have an increasingly large number of single parent homes. Mm-hmm. And I even want to say that the single parent's not present in the home because they're trying to economically provide. 
So aren't we kind of reinventing this wheel of doom or spiraling into it? Sure we are. I mean, anytime we don't pay attention to how God has designed a man and woman, if we're not paying attention to how God wants us to operate in the relationship, yes, we're, we're creating a, 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 a continued problem with the development of men and women in the wrong way. So in 30 seconds or less, please allow me this little sidebar. If I find myself in that position, I'm a single parent with children. Isn't it the role of the church to step in through the elders or through the church body and fulfill that other element? Absolutely. For a single woman parent, that is a great way for it to happen. I don't want uh, I don't want her depending upon just one man, though, because that can create some real problems. You really do need to have the church step in to have a, a, a body of men, so to speak, taking care of her. But that is biblical, right? The That's, church body is supposed to provide for widows and orphans. And by that, I say body, when I say that, I mean a plurality. You're right. It's not a single person Mm -hmm. that creates all kinds of, or has the propensity to create dangerous relationships. That's right. It's a plural accountability. Yeah, that's exactly right. So what we have here with these judgments is a very direct attack on relationships, marriage in particular. The judgments create a real problem to drive a flashing me from both people. Now, you say a direct attack. Well, God made these judgments because it's in our best interest. No, these judgments are directly uh, associated with sin in the world. That's what's going on here. Okay, you're going to have to explain that to me when we come back, and we'll be back right after this. The website, greatrelationships.com, grnumeratrelationships.com. Great quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Be kindly, affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Romans 12.10 Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Welcome back. You're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Herman, before the break, I think I heard you say that the judgments in Genesis 3 are because of the presence of sin in the world. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the reason why it came. The start of chapter 3 is where the serpent was talking to Eve, and then Eve 
took the fruit and gave it to Adam and they ate. And then you have them hiding themselves and the Lord coming and saying, where are you? And then the judgments happen. He uh, judges, judges Satan. He judges Eve. And he, then he judges Adam. So the uh, issue for us, we're trying to talk about the man's judgment here at this point. So what you're seeing here is the judgments were because of sin, and therefore this is the consequence for not paying attention to what God asked Adam and Eve to do. Okay, there's a consequence for not paying attention, but there's also a blessing in this. How so? We can overcome the judgments if we allow God into our lives. Absolutely. Those judgments will be a blessing to us if we recognize them for what they are, which is the Lord has an answer for it, which hopefully will drive us back to him and depend upon him. That is what I believe is a key component of the judgments to drive us back to him. Unfortunately, most people don't know the the component elements of the judgments to, to know that these judgments are really impacting your life right now. Well, then help me get that, because you said work is not the curse. Yeah, the work work is not the curse. I it's, was designed to work. Work is not the curse. So how does this work for me, the judgments against men? Well, the judgment against men is is creating this idea that work is going to be painful and unfulfilling. And it all comes back to those key elements that we talked about. The reason why the judgment happened, the ground being cursed, and the ground taking us back as dust. In fact, let's talk real quick about that first element that uh, heed or listen to. The reason why, the reason why man was judged was because he heeded the voice of his wife. What's the implication there? That he didn't heed God. Now, just think about that. God specifically said that you are not to eat of that tree. And let's throw this back out to make sure everybody understands this. The command of not eating of the tree was not given to Adam and Eve. It was given to Adam. It was given to Adam before Eve was even created. So just think about that. So the Lord is putting this judgment on Adam, saying specifically, you have heeded the voice of your wife. The implication is, you didn't heed me. You didn't listen to me. You listened to her. And that's a key problem, Adam. You're not paying attention to me. You're paying attention to something other than me. It goes back to the what? The fundamental choice of life. Am I going to trust God and listen to him? Or am I going to trust something other than God and listen to it? So it becomes doubly bad when Adam says, well, the woman you gave me was broke. Oh, man, that was really bad. That's exactly right. He's He, like all of us, end up wanting to deflect our sin onto some other reason. We want an excuse for it. But isn't that another way of saying, wait a minute, there's something wrong with this person you gave me, rather than trusting God, that that person is perfect for him? Well, that, that... that person in that context was designed directly for a help and a support to him. Well, I'm asking because doesn't that repeat itself in our marriages today? We keep screaming at the heavens, next, we want something else. There's something wrong with what you've given me rather than the blessings for obedience that if we just walk yeah, through and trust Yeah, it's, it's so important for us to maintain a mindset of 
contentment. You know, that's <laughs> that is the issue of all of life, whether it has anything to do with relationships. It's just life in general that if we're not learning how and I'm using that word just the way I want it, learning how to be content, because that's what Paul said he did. He learned how to be content. All of us need to learn how to be content in our relationships, too. And the only way you're going to do that is to serve others rather than require them to serve you. That's going to be critical for us. Uh, <laughs> you're making it even more difficult. Well, I'm going to say right now, next time, we're really going to have to dive into the judgments. But with all we've said today, what one thing do you really want me to get my arms around? I would love for men to get their arms around the fact that they are designed for work and activity. And unfortunately, because you are designed for work and activity, the judgment is actually going to create problems in the family. Why? Because you're designed for work and activity, and this judgment is going to take you away from the family trying to get your fulfillment through work and activity. So that's a key thing I want a man to take away and any listener to take away is the idea that the judgments will end up driving you away from your family if you don't watch it, because you're going to focus on your fulfillment through work and activity. It doesn't necessarily have to just be work. Activity, meaning golf, hunting, fishing, all of that activity is part of what testosterone is all about. If you tried to draw this in a little chart, you'd see a woman trying to focus her attention on the man to have a great relationship with the man, and the man's focused away onto work, trying to have a great relationship with work. Where it's can just I set up find to fail. that? Where are you going to explain That'd be that? in Chapter 4. You can see that in Chapter 4. Well, there you go. I highly recommend going to the website. That's greatrelationships.com. I can't say it enough. We are thankful for your time with us, your prayerful support of this ministry. Thank you. But do go and check out the website, greatrelationships.com. That is grnumeratelationships.com. How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.